0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to preview week six. Yeah. Week six of the crazy. season. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was trying to, I was like, is it week six? It is week six, right? Yeah, it's week six. Uh, you know, what's happened a... this week in Panthers land, so, uh, we, you know, I'm a little off. A little off my game today.
1: Trying yeah, to it's, catch up with everything. it feels like... It feels like it should be like two, three weeks ago that that role was terminated. Now, it's, it was only a couple days ago, man. It's just like, yeah. things are coming out fast. Yeah. Information coming out fast.
0: Lots of things and more information to come, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. we had uh, David Tepper spoke yesterday, Steve Wilkes, or David Tepper spoke Monday, I guess. Uh, or no, it was yesterday. And Steve Wilkes spoke, and then Steve Wilkes spoke again today, and... Uh, A lot of information, like you said, a lot of information from those two guys, some interesting things from Tepper that we'll talk about, Um, but uh, yeah, we will preview Panthers-Rams. I will say just right off the top that I feel probably uh, undeservedly optimistic about this game.
1: You know, sadly, I do, too.
0: <laughs> Very I strange. Ca- I do not I, feel anything like I felt last week uh, about no. against the 49
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I, like, started looking at their stats and looking, you know, they're, what, two and three. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, looking at them, and I was like, huh, was not expecting that from the Rams. Now, I mean, they're still going to be a good team. You know, they of have course. Sean McVay and yeah. defending Super Bowl champs. But right. they have not played... Super Bowl caliber
0: so far this season. Not even but they have no. the talent. Of course. You know, and we'll and we'll <laughs> get into it. But uh uh first of all, we'll start off with a little bit of news. So Jerry, just take it away.
1: Yeah, so after Matt Rule was fired, uh defensive coordinator Phil Snow and assistant special teams coach Ed Foley were let go by Steve Wilkes shortly after you know we you know came on the air and did the Matt Rule issue. Both of these guys are Matt Rule's guys. They follow him everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, the rumors, I'm claiming all rumors, said that Matt Rule was very, you know, hands-on, and then Phil Snow and Steve Wilkes kind of butted heads. So that doesn't surprise me that way much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, now, all, all reports say that Steve Wilkes... Was the man to make the decision to let go of mm-hmm. Phil Snow? I wonder how. I, I'm not saying that Steve Wilkes wouldn't do it, and and I'm you know he's fully within his rights to do so. But I'm wondering if Phil Snow sort of pushed pushed the issue and gave Wilkes no choice essentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because again, there's supposedly rumors that they butted heads on mm-hmm. style and you know scheming up, but. And Steve Wilkes becomes a head guy, and Phil Snow's like, "Hey, we need. I want to start doing it this way." And we know Phil Snow is Matt Rule's buddy. I'm not gonna yeah. sugarcoat it. So he could have absolutely been like, "I no, I don't. Yeah. That's not how I roll. I'm gonna be calling the plays." And okay, no, I'm going to. And he, Steve Wilkes, also promoted Al Holcomb mm-hmm. to his defensive coordinator spot, same spot he had in, with the Cardinals. So. Which
0: wasn't great for the Cardinals, but as we've talked about many times, that whole situation was bad <laughs> with the Cardinals. You know, Their defense was not very good.
1: They, uh, their defense wasn't that good. That roster wasn't very good. Yeah. It, I am not for firing a coach in one year, especially if with a rookie quarterback and everything else. <clears throat> I, he got a raw end. I do think he left the Panthers a couple years too early. I think he needed a little bit more seasoning to become a head coach and hopefully he could turn around here, you know, see what he has. I mean, this is his audition.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, just based on hearing him speak and, you know, seeing some of the changes he's already made already. Like he, you know, today they practice in pads. They haven't practiced in pads on Wednesdays all year long. So they practice in pads today and, um, you know that's not much, but it does show that Steve Wilkes, like he's ready to go. Like this is their first practice since he's taken over, oh, yeah. and he's he's ready to. He wants to get out there. Like he wants this so bad. He wants to turn the team around. He has no intention of tanking. He and and oh I, no, I'm hoping the the players as well uh, are fully committed to getting this thing turned around this year. Um, how realistic that is remains to be seen. Obviously, we've talked about the schedule. Coming up is very difficult over the next, you know, month or so. Um, So we'll see. But, um, you know, uh, I I like the feeling around the team right now better than I've liked it, you know, really since the first few weeks of Matt Rule's tenure here where we were all just kind of optimistic and hopeful.
1: Oh, yeah. I agree. Um, let's move on, because we'll talk about mm-hmm. their press conferences yeah. here after the news. Uh, Baker Mayfield will likely miss two to six games with a high ankle sprain, although they have not ruled about playing Sunday, even though NFL.com pushed a notification <laughs> to me last night saying that he was placed on IR, and I sent you the you the text message saying, hey, Baker's on IR. Then they literally pushed an update shortly after that saying, no, no, no. Our fault. Not on IR. (laughs) I was like.
0: Yeah. I saw that message. I was (laughs) like. Are you sure? I haven't seen that. Everything I've read has said that he's not going on IR. So yeah. NFL.com faux pas there.
1: And and usually I'm double checking when I get push notifications. Or like see it on Twitter. But I got NFL.com. No. They're going to be they're going to be pushing me the right information. You would
0: think you wouldn't have to double check the source you know, for that information.
1: It fell as the source.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, Steve Wilkes did say today he was asked about uh, Baker Mayfield and he, he said he's going to kind of trust Baker. And if Baker says he's ready to go, then they might give him a shot. He did also mention that uh, if Baker does not practice any this week, that it he would have a hard time putting him out there to start Sunday. So I fully expect P.J. Walker will be the starting quarterback, and we're going to go into this preview assuming that P.J. Walker yeah. is the starting quarterback. Um, but just you know, take it with a grain of salt. Baker yeah, may be I, out
1: there. I, I couldn't honestly say that that makes the most sense. If, if someone's yeah. not going to practice all week, Unless you have the Aaron Rodgers, the guy who's entrenched in that offense, the guy who's, you know. It it would be
0: different if Baker Mayfield had thrown 15 touchdowns and two interceptions this season, but he has not. So I don't feel any, you know, great desire to watch him go out there on one leg. (laughs) I just don't. I would rather see P.J. Walker. Especially against Aaron Rodgers. Let's
1: let's be honest. Sure. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, not a not a great uh, debut spot here for P.J. Walker this season. But, again, you know, maybe we'll talk about it.
1: Yeah. We'll talk about uh, it. Let's go ahead and just jump into the Tepper and Steve Wilks press conferences. I didn't really get to see too much of Steve Wilks except for, you know, mm-hmm. the rah-rah. And, you know, I, I, I like that. I honestly do. And even Te- in Tepper's interview... Uh, when he wasn't fighting, you know, Scott Fowler, he discussed whether or not, you know, what made Tepper go that route. And he said leadership. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything I've heard from former players of uh, Steve Wilkes is they would run through a wall with this guy. Trey Boston lives by him, he swears by him. So mm-hmm. that's one good thing I do see. Um, I know Matt Rule had like Robbie Anderson's back be- or Robbie Anderson had his back and stuff like that, but. I don't know. I'll be very interested to see how this turns out because he is a good leader for this locker room that needs a good leader right now.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I watched Wilkes' press conference a couple of times, um and I it got me fired up. Like I I was ready to go strap the pads on and, and go out there with him. I mean he <laughs> he like seriously, he he's just such a a good man. Like like you can just tell. Like, a char- high-character guy. Um, and he loves the Panthers. Like, this is his home. Yeah. Charlotte is his home. This is his team. Uh, and I'm sure getting this opportunity just means so much for him. Uh, but, you know, he, he spoke a little bit about, and again, he he didn't go into great detail, but he spoke a little bit about how things may look a little different under his regime than Matt mm-hmm. Rule's. He very much emphasized running the ball. Yeah! Much, yeah. <laughs> he, so I would expect to see the Panthers run early and often Sunday. Uh, he he talked about giving some guys opportunities that haven't had the opportunities so far this year. So I think you might see Higgins. You might see TMJ. Uh, you might see Blackshear at, at running back. You might see a more Deontay Foreman. Um, you know, some defensive guys, you may see uh, some more, uh, you know, I I can't think of anybody off the top of my head because there's so many injuries people have gotten opportunities, but, you know, there's, you you could see some different individuals out there that haven't inexplicably haven't been played this year so far.
1: Yeah. And he, I did see this piece where he said that he doesn't care where they're drafted, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're practice squad guys, if, you know, they got a big contract, the best players are going to start, he are gonna get some playing time. You yeah. know, so if they earn it, they earn it. I, which uh, is the way it should be. Yes, especially <laughs> like for our receiving core. Yeah. You, DJ Moore, dude's awesome. But like Robbie Anderson hasn't really done much. hmm You know, and Shai Smith, as much as you know, he's out there. I don't know if he's really making that game changer. He's been so very I,
0: in- inconsistent. Shy. Yeah,
1: so I I'll, I'll be interested to see how they bring in TMJ and Higgins and you know yeah. Chenault, you know may right. play. I mean we haven't talked to about it because he he's wasn't... healthy. Yeah, yeah. obviously yeah, I mean... if he has two hamstring injuries, and can't go. You right, right, um, yeah, and
0: you know and a lot of why Shy Smith and maybe Robbie Anderson haven't been that affected this year's Baker Mayfield has been really ineffective you know so mm-hmm. seeing a different quarterback out there pj walker um who you know is going to have better protection than he's had in years past um yeah. it could could lead to something you know we'll see we'll see but uh yeah i really i really liked what, what wilkes was talking about he did mention that the schemes probably wouldn't change that much which you would expect right it, Offensive coordinator still there yeah,
1: it's week yeah. six. You can't implement a new offense midseason, right. and ex- right. especially for a guy who's trying to audition for this job and audition mm-hmm. for other NFL head coaching jobs in the future. Of course, you can't uh, just yeah. Flip it would the be
0: it would be impossible almost to to completely change all of that. But he did say that they uh, you know maybe a little more creative with some of those mm-hmm. schemes, and that they would tailor it to each game so they're not just <gasps> going to go out there and run the same plays against everybody they're going to look at their opponent they're going to see what they're doing and they're going to adapt imagine that jerry mm-hmm. they're going to adapt
1: <laughs> we'll see we'll see
0: <laughs> well that's what that's what he said at least
1: yeah. i was uh, gonna say we we heard that from that rule before too maybe not that those exact words well i
0: will but... say that i believe it when steve wilkes says it
1: now there is one thing about this that I'm very excited about is because again everything I'm hearing rumor wise is that he was Matt Rule was very micromanaging even to mm-hmm. the point of the digital media Twitter handle of Panthers right. that so my thought is with the offense struggling all three years mm-hmm. and look different coordinators different quarterbacks all look the same I'm wondering maybe he did leash up the coordinators and stuff a good bit on how they called the play. Maybe yeah. maybe this will let Bib McAdoo free. I'm hoping Steve Wilkes kind of lets him free to a certain extent. Yeah, again, he I see saying, hey, I want to make sure we run the ball, you know, 55% of the time mm-hmm. if the game's close. I, I don't want to see it go completely one way. Even if the run game's only averaging, you know, three yards a carry, let's continue it. Christian McCaffrey, Foreman, Chuba, one of them can break off anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've seen Ben McAdoo have success as an offensive coordinator before in this mm-hmm. league. Like he is he's not dumb. You know, he he does know what he's doing. And it wasn't that long ago. The league hasn't changed that much. So I don't know if Matt Rule was micromanaging uh Ben McAdoo it would not surprise me if that was the case uh, based on kind of just some of the things that we've heard coming out. And the fact that Matt rule had complete control over everything and Mm. college guys are used to having complete control over every little aspect of the team. That's what Tepper promised him. That's what he got when he came here. Um, So with Wilkes, you know, being a defensive guy, number one, he's going to be leaning on Ben McAdoo a lot. And, yeah. you know, we could see the offense look very different in this game. I hope we do. Fingers crossed, because man. Because this looked look terrible <laughs> up to this point.
1: <laughs> it's sad uh, when, like, we're going to P.J. Walker, a guy we wanted released yeah. at cut-down time, and now we're sitting here going, I I mentally thought this when I was kind of previewing this game. This offense might look better with P.J. Walker. The
0: bigger <laughs> It, it will. I think it will, and and I don't think P.J. Walker's good, but he, uh, I think he's gonna be better than Baker. I just, I think he is. Um, real quick on, on David Tepper, uh, he didn't say a ton. He spoke a lot, but he didn't say a ton.
1: He br- uh, he brought uh live music to Charlotte. Yes. First person ever. Very
0: very exciting. Uh, Charlotte didn't have music before. No. According no. to David Tepper. I mean.
1: For a NFL owner, this was an awful awful really interview. you got into a verbal altercation with the Scott beat writer family. for the main local the paper
0: yeah
1: I mean you don't say anything people were asking legitimate questions you know what what made you, what was the tipping point we we're not getting over the hump okay but what was the tipping point? Then he choose him out.
0: Yeah, I mean, Fowler was just very asking a very specific question. When did you make the choice to fire Matt Rule? Was it? Did you sleep on it? Did you wake up this morning and it didn't sit right with you? Was it after the game? Was it last week and you wanted to just give him one more shot? And Tepper was just like, you know, I read your column. Why don't you read your own column and figure it out? Like it made no sense what he was saying. Number one. No.
1: Number two, it just. It's a bad look. It's just a yeah. bad look. Like- all, all you had to say is, <laughs> "Is look, you know, unfortunately, Matt rules eleven twenty seven. The last, yeah. you know, on Sunday, the performance wasn't there. It wasn't up to snuff. We weren't in the game hardly at all, you know. And this has been a reoccurring issues. And I think at I after the game, I wanted to think about it." And I thought about it, and the next morning I decided that was the day. That it w- it, it had come to an end. That's all you had to say, and it's not negative. It's just saying, hey, I thought about it. You know, yeah. that was it. I mean, that's what everybody assumes, but he just had to... Big britches on. Like, he, he just can't... He, he has a yeah. problem with criticism.
0: <clears throat> he, uh, well, yeah, he does, because, you know, I don't think he's had a lot of failure in his Mm-mm. business life, you know, he's a multi, multi, multi-billionaire. He's obviously is very successful. Uh, and he's not been successful here. And I think that bothers him and it certainly bothers us Panthers us. fans. <laughs> it certainly does. Um, but yeah, he, you know, it was, it, it, there just wasn't a lot of information there. Um, a lot of the stuff we've heard over and over and over again, you know, he wants to win. He, um, you know, this move is being made so we can win. He did mention that um, I think he, he didn't right out admit the, a mistake, but he did say that, you know, in this coaching search that they're going to be going through, um, assuming Steve Wilkes doesn't just outright win the job, <clears throat> that he may go a little more traditional and conforming. So not try and go and pay the college guy, seven years that has no NFL experience, or very little NFL experience.
1: Oh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that was a learning experience. I mean, yep. he's a billionaire. He threw $200 million away in Rock Hill, but yeah, throwing another $40 million away, yeah. And, I, the, and you know,
0: I, I mentioned this when Matt Rule got hired several years ago. I'm sure you remember. But uh, there, there, I had read an article... Um, about first-time owners and their first head coaches. And they were all bad. They were all terrible. Uh, And I wish I could find that article again. I've looked for it so many times. But they're all bad. Like, no first-time owner gets it right the first time. Or if they do, it's very rare. So this was kind of bound to happen. And now we get to see what his second, you know, the second choice is. But, you know, Tepper's failed a lot as Panthers' owner. He failed trying to get Matt Stafford. He failed trying to get Deshaun Watson. Uh, The Rock Hill thing was a massive failure. The Eastland Mall thing has been a failure. The team hasn't won. Matt Mm -hmm. Rule, obviously, a failure. Getting Uh, rid of
1: keep pounding was a failure, but that goes back to. to, Yeah. That may have been Matt Rule. That may have been Tepper. We don't know. I'm starting
0: to wonder if that was Matt Rule. He was trying to supplant it with the brand. And, you know, I kind of want just because of how much control he had
1: hmm and you that know. that's part of the speculation.
0: Yeah.
1: That it could have been, you know, Matt Rule, not David Tepper, but David Tepper again gave him full full control. Yeah.
0: One of the first things Steve Wilkes said in his press conferences, we just gotta keep pounding. Which I like. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean he, he made a very strong uh point. Preach to it make, to, to the choir, sure he guys. He's <laughs> right? so,
1: preaching to us. As soon <laughs> as he said that, I was
0: like, I'm in. but you know i mean you and i this is what we wanted. we wanted steve wilkes as the coach you know uh, assuming that matt rule was going to get fired we wanted steve wilkes to be the head the coordinator yeah we thought it was probable that phil snow would be fired you know would probably leave i don't think we actually thought he'd get fired but we thought he would leave um so yeah i mean this is kind of at this point expected um so we'll see where we go from here, but I will say that I was very impressed with Steve Wilkes, and I'm, I'm excited
1: to see what he does uh, the rest I of the season. I, 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 messaged you earlier. I was telling you I, I'm, I'm getting pumped about Steve Wilkes being our head coach. Just I hope he wins the job.
0: I really do. Like I hope he, he I hope oh, this thing. It would. How amazing would it be if if he turned it around? He and PJ Walker leads this team to the playoffs. <laughs>
1: I mean, maybe not playoffs, but I think if he pull, if he if he buckles it up and all of a sudden we're playoff race, maybe not winning it, but yeah. like getting close 7-8 wins after that especially if the offense starts clicking and being middle of the pack. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we're asking for.
0: I don't think Tepper gives him the job if that's if that's the case. I think the only he, way Wilkes actually wins the job is if they getting mm-hmm. to the playoffs. That's uh, just based on what Tepper was saying. I think Tepper wants to make a big splash and go for the big name. That's what, that's what
1: but I But that, that could backfire though. I know.
0: I know. By the way, Jerry and I are going to do a podcast here soon where we're going to kind of look at the possibilities for head coach and uh, kind of break down and probably have a bunch of arguments on who we think.
1: Should and, this be the is guy. A, <laughs> and this is going to be an early segment because of the simple fact that, you know, things change. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, well, I'm sure it, we'll do it October. again. We'll do yeah. it
0: again in in January. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, all right, any other thoughts there on the press conferences?
1: No, Tepper needs uh, a PR guy. That n- next time he does an interview like this, that he he de- gets peppered with these types of questions, so he doesn't look so frazzled. I don't want to see our owner look frazzled like that. But that's it happens. embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It is.
0: If you haven't done so, go read Scott Fowler's article he wrote the day after the, or probably oh, the I have night not the press conference. It's he called he he calls Tepper out respectfully in a very good way, in a very in a way that every Panthers fan that reads it will be like, yes, thank you, Scott. Yes, so go go check that out. All right, uh, we're gonna look at some PFF grades from last week. Um, Jerry, number one. On offense, number one offensive tackle in the entire NFL for week five. Yeah. Icky Iquano with a 92.1, a 98 run block, which is the highest PFF run block blade grade ever yeah. for a left tackle.
1: And, and let's just be honest, man. After his first week, it looked rough, but we assumed he has we gotten better. That. He, he's getting better every week. And that's what we wanted to see yeah. from him. And I'm very happy. I mean, so happy that we have him here. He's a local guy. Yeah. Just so many great. people
0: were already out on him after week one. Oh, it' was a terrible uh, pick. Blah oh, should have picked Neil, should have picked Cross, whatever
1: the well, case. I was. mean, he went against we, Miles Garrett. Yeah. But we kept saying and, and, we need you need to help him in that position in And, they and he's a
0: rookie left tackle who didn't have all of camp. To get prepared to be the the starting rookie left tackle, he was in a camp competition for most of camp. Like, of course, he was gonna struggle that week one, but hey, he's coming on. It's really impressive, and I'm, I'm I can't I'm over the moon. Uh, number two, Austin Corbett, 78.8. Um, again, an 84.1 run block, very 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 solid. Austin Corbett, former Ram, by the way. Uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. with a 72.3. Now, he was only out there for, you know, 10 26 snaps, or so. snaps. 26 snaps. 26 snaps. Okay. He yeah, caught cause... four passes. He caught all four of his targets.
1: Yeah, give me one second, and if, if we can come back to this, and I can get you the sk- snaps because it was a lot of run plays. And he actually mm-hmm. graded pretty well on run plays, too, as a blocker. So that's yeah, good I thought blocking.
0: his best game, obviously, is a Panther by far. So. Uh, P.J. Walker and Baker Mayfield both ended up with a 70.8. Of course, P.J. only played nine snaps. Uh, And then Shai Smith with a 65.1. That's your top handful of offensive players. Uh, Looking at the bottom five, we've got Chuba with a 57. Pat Elfline, uh, uh, well, Pat Elfline, 53. Uh, Ian Thomas with a 53. Thomas Trimble, 52. Uh, Continuing our run of tight ends being in the worst uh, PFF grades and then Brady Christensen with a fifty two, pretty surprising to see him uh on that bottom five.
1: Yeah. He's been down there a couple times. It
0: He's been down there and he's been in the top five several yeah,
1: times as well. So I, I really worry about that because of the simple fact that let's let's be honest, he's supposed to be that that guy. Yeah. I mean, I guess the worst case scenario is the next coaching staff or, you know, he earns that right to be the backup tackle and he he did play left tackle pretty well
0: he did so he looked better at left tackle last year than he looked at, at guard but he has looked he's looked pretty good at guard this year I mean overall mm-hmm looked pretty good uh did you want to go back to uh Marshall no Oakley? I can't find
1: oh, okay. it I'm still trying to find where I had it at but it, okay. it, it, right. it was in the 20s I trust you,
0: I trust you. Uh, looking at defense, Derek Brown, once again, a strong showing with an 88 PFF grade. Uh, he continues to look
1: yeah Yeah, awesome. in all the people who called him a bust in the offseason. He's never
0: been a bust. Like, was he worthy of the seventh pick overall his first couple of seasons? No, not really. But this season he has come on, and sometimes it takes a little bit for these guys. And I, I, again... Matt Rules made some you know, that that regime made some pretty good draft picks. I'll just no, say
1: that. They they did. And Derek Brown we said that I believe in the preseason that we this was his year that he really needed to kind of bust out and he's doing that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. hats off. Yep.
0: Uh Damian Wilson did a really nice job filling in uh at linebacker with a seventy six. We we talked about him. We thought he looked good during the game.
1: Yeah, I think I gave him my uh yeah, my hero of the, hero game, of the so. game. Yep.
0: Uh, Phil Hoskins is 73.8, only three snaps. Uh, Matt Ioannidis is 72, and Brian Burns is 72. Um, Only five coverage snaps you have written in here.
1: Yeah, because we were having this issue of him dropping back 20-some times a game, and I was like, I'm fine if he does it five, five, eight times a game. That's fine, because you do want to mix it up. But I just did notice that, and I was like, "Hmm, that was a very fun thing that they started to make sure not to drop <clears throat> him back to coverage your best pass rusher too yeah. much
0: right <laughs> uh, yeah so good job there on brian burns uh Davian nixon starting out the bottom five here with a 50.7 you know coming up from the practice squad he's still learning Sean Chandler forty seven point one, Corey Littleton thirty eight point six, Shaq Thompson a thirty seven point six, and then CJ Henderson a twenty nine point three. That one does not surprise me,
1: and his coverage was actually worse. He got a be- a bump because his run defense was like a thirty, mm. a <laughs> thirty something.
0: Mm. That is, uh, yeah, again, again, not not super surprising and. You know, once everyone's back and healthy, I in
1: that I want to see secondary.
0: Yeah, I want to yeah, see Keith. I agree. I, I I would not mind if they trade C.J. Henderson and get what they can for him. Honestly,
1: yeah, I, I think
0: we only have four draft picks next year.
1: Hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe with Steve Wilkes calling plays, he he knows what C.J. Henderson will be. Because he is calling defensive plays, maybe hmm. he knows. Well, no, he C. said Hed- Al Hol-
0: he said Al Holcomb was going to be calling the plays.
1: Oh, I thought I heard he was, but okay. Yeah. But maybe they know what C.J. Henderson is good at and what he's not. I'm hoping. I never know. I mean, this is just because yeah. Phil Snows love to play that zone defense, that umbrella defense. While in past Steve Wilps loved to bl- blitz. Yeah. So if you do blitz a lot of people. You got to stick C.J. and J.C. Horn on, man.
0: Yeah. Agree. And, you know, I mentioned possibly trading C.J. Henderson. I just want to address something really quick about our last podcast. <laughs> where he wants I to I break it down. He wants I to meant, trade everyone. Listen, I never said that. <laughs> I never said that I wanted to trade everyone and that I wanted to blow it up. I said I think they could. I said I think they might. Maybe right. I even said I think they would. But I never said that I hope they will. I don't want them to. I don't want them to trade all of our good players. I just said that I think they might. So get off my back about this, people. <laughs> <laughs> good lord! Like, I just you know we've seen it happen a thousand times in the NFL. And you know a coach gets fired, the team goes into rebuild mode it happens
1: yeah, but they, all the time but they, it happens but they don't all the time they do not trade all their stars away you're thinking i didn't more say they were
0: going to trade all I, <laughs> I, I, i'm not thinking it either i'm not thinking that they're going to trade all the stars but they do have some guys that are coming up for contracts that have high trade value and they would probably be stupid to not consider it right I think they have to consider it. If if you're if you're telling me that in three weeks, if the Panthers are sitting at one and seven and they don't listen to offers for a Brian Burns or for a CMC, then
1: I I, they're not doing their job. They're not honestly. If you're not getting more than just a single first round pick for a Brian Burns, then then there's no way. You just hang up. You're, if you're gonna get like a two first round picks, then you got then you have to seriously consider it. But I don't see them coming with that because more than likely what? you're taking that draft pick doesn't comprehend to what that player was. Look at Jalen Ramsey. Look at you know mm-hmm. the the Jags traded away to the Rams. Have any of those guys panned out that they drafted that with those picks? I don't. Think I have no have. idea.
0: No I'm idea. sure they're not top tier like <laughs> no clue, yeah.
1: Jalen Ramsey
0: is. Yeah, I mean, and again, I, 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 I'm not saying that they will. I'm not saying that they should. I'm not saying. I'm certainly not saying that I want them to. But I, you know, we'll see what happens. If in three weeks the Panthers are sitting at one and seven, I still think it's quite possible and maybe even likely that you start seeing a lot of these guys moved, and maybe they even want. Maybe they ask to be moved. Maybe Brian Burns sees the writing on the wall. Sees a long rebuild in the, in doesn't want to be a part of it. I don't know. But it's possible. All right, let's take a really quick break and we'll be right back.
1: Steven, do yeah. you ever have trouble sleeping at night? Never. Oh, well, I do. And what I do is I typically use a cbdx.com gummy to help me sleep. I don't even take a full one. I have to take a half one. Otherwise, it affects me so well because the that, Delta 8 gummies are money.
0: That's why, Jerry, that I don't have problems problem sleeping. Oh. Because I take one every night. And I take a whole one because I like it affecting me. It feels <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, yeah, cbdx.com. Find your gummies, find your vapes, find your vape pens, find your flour, find your moon rock, which may be the same as flour, I'm not sure, but I just saw that they had those back in stock today. Uh, They've got new smoothie gummies, which I have not tried, but I have a a few on the way. So we're going to see how those are. (laughs) Um, it's It's honestly the most effective CBD that I've ever tried.
1: Me too. Uh, we had a uh, another sponsor one time give us, um, and mm-hmm. they did nothing for us, or no. they did nothing for me. And I'm a lightweight.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Those weren't Delta Eight. This Delta Eight is is you know as close to the real thing that you can legally get in North Carolina, at least. Um, you know, those of you in California or you know uh, Nevada or you know across the country where it's you know Delta Nine or you know uh, regular cannabis is legal. You don't have to worry about that, although I would still recommend CBDX because it's just really good, and it works. CBDX.com, promo code MEOW, save 20%, get free shipping. Uh, you know They throw in a little gift every once in a while, helps you guys out, helps us out, and we'd appreciate if you patronized their website. And we are back. All right, so before we get into the game preview proper, Jerry, I got a little trivia for you. Yes, sir. This is something that I think we're going to do every week. I like the trivia.
1: Yeah, it seems it was it was fun. After that first week, you gave me a trivia. I came back with my own, and I was like, "Hey, this is kind of fun." Shoot.
0: Today, Jerry, we're going to time travel all the way back to January tenth, two thousand four. Okay. Maybe the greatest game in Carolina Panthers history. Carolina Panthers playoff game against the St. Louis Rams. Many of our listeners will have not been alive during that game. And that's a real shame. I would encourage you to go on YouTube and you can find it and watch it. It's a fun game. Uh, You know, Steve Smith, Jake DeLome, some running backs, some kickers, guys that you've heard of as legends. Go check it out. Jerry, I have a couple of questions for you here about this game.
1: Oh, oh no!
0: We're gonna start from easiest. We're gonna end it the hardest.
1: Oh no! Okay?
0: okay. This is like a Jeopardy. This Jeopardy uh, questions here.
1: I thought this trivia was supposed to be one question. I feel like I, I am being cheated on here.
0: Oh, you're getting you're getting bonus questions. That's good. Okay. You're getting bonus. Uh, the first question is gonna be an easy one for you, Jerry. Can okay. you name the starting quarterback for the St. Louis Rams in this game? Mark Bulger. That is correct. I did not remember that <laughs> when I looked <laughs> up this. I was like thinking it was either Warner or... Uh, the other, uh, what's his name? I don't even remember his name. Um, okay, so you are one for one. Congratulations. Number two. Two of three. There's three questions. Number two. How many yards... Was the final touchdown pass to Steve Smith in the second overtime. To oh, I game.
1: don't I don't know this. Um,
0: Jerry, it's a really nice number. 69. Correct.
1: <laughs> I, I was about to say 67 when you said that. And <laughs> I was like, well.
0: 69-yard touchdown pass to win the game in double overtime. This was a four-hour and six-minute game, Jerry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Holy crap. Alright, last question. Okay. And if you get this right, I will be incredibly impressed. The Panthers scored exactly one rushing touchdown in this game. Okay. Can you name the player who scored the rushing touchdown?
1: Deshaun Foster.
0: That is incorrect. A good a good guess. He did have the most rushing yards in this game. Was it Steven Davison? Uh, another good guess. Dan oh, Davis. Brad Hoover? Brad Hoover had two carries. One of them was a touchdown in this Ooh.
1: game.
0: So Brad Hoover. Many listeners will not know who Brad Hoover is. Oh, and they will it never is know alleged. who North resounded Carolina's through the stadium.
1: North Carolina native. Yep. Went to Western Carolina.
0: That was a fun team, honestly. Like, that was that, can you that name whole the play? season was a surprise you
1: know the name of the play right
0: i don't No. x clown x clown yeah makes sense i was gonna say the annexation of puerto rico no 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 no, no. <laughs> that's a different
1: play. Th- that's little giants <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that is little giants right
0: yeah and the panthers have run that play before with
1: <laughs> yeah i remember that you know?
0: <laughs> all right good good trivia jerry good job all right, let's take a look real quick at the injury report. We'll start with the Panthers. Uh, unfortunately, we do have some uh, pretty big players on this list. Number one being J.C. Horn with a rib injury. Uh, Steve Walsh described it also as like a hip injury, so I don't know if it's maybe just kind of in that general, uh, you know, hip.
1: Ho- hopefully um, he's all area. right.
0: <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's hoping that he'll play. Again, it kind of depends on if he... Is able to practice any this week. Uh Baker Mayfield, of course, with the ankle. Uh LaVisca Chenault still dealing with that hamstring. All these guys did not practice, by the way. Stanley Thomas Oliver with a thigh. Christian McCaffrey with his normal Wednesday rest. I guess that's something that Wilkes will be continuing. Uh CJ Henderson uh limited practice with a burn immediate... injury. With a what? A burn, a burn injury?
1: Because in- <laughs> he
0: got, <laughs> got third-degree burns. Uh <laughs> Uh, Steven Sullivan, tight end, also limited practice. And Xavier Woods, hamstring limited in practice. And Luvu and uh, DJ Moore, both full practice, but listed on the report with shoulder injuries. So good to see Frankie Luvu as a full
1: participant in practice. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was about to say. Big names. Big names did not practice, though. Chenault, again, I hope he gets healthy because he looked good in his little bit of time.
0: Yeah, I, and then I would I would honestly be surprised if we saw him this week.
1: And then JC Horn, serious, that's guys. The big one. He's he is the best corner we have. He may be the best defensive player out there. He just doesn't get he doesn't <clears throat> get targeted because of the simple fact. I saw something that he still hasn't allowed over a hundred yards yet at all combined.
0: He's get, I think it's like forty. Three yards or something or yes. thirty-seven yards? It's something ridiculous. They I saw a graphic of corners that have given him up the least amount of yards so far this year. He was number one by far.
1: I mean, yeah. we're talking he, about top corners in the league. He is currently yeah. sitting around top five. He might
0: be the best corner in the league already in year and his like his sixth or seventh game. Like insane. Insane. Um moving over to the Rams. Brian Allen, Uh, all these guys did not practice, by the way. Brian Allen, center, with a knee. Cooper Cup with a foot, did not practice. Tyler Higby with an ankle, did not practice. Aaron Donald, with a foot, did not practice. Brandon Powell, wide receiver, with a hip, did not practice. And then the rest of these guys are limited practice. David Long, uh, DB, Coble, Coble Durant, never heard of him, cornerback and Taylor Rapp, uh, safety with a rib injury did not practice. So they also have some pretty big guys on their injury report. I'm not sure how serious, you know, like a Cooper Cup or an Aaron Donald injury are, but the fact that they did not practice at all, you know, could just be code for rest, but
1: I mean, they're, they listed, could be...
0: they're listed with actual injuries.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have no clue. I really, first, I like Coop. Cooper Cup, I love Aaron Donald. I I I like those guys as players. Um would I be ashamed if they didn't play? Not at all. I'll oh, I I'd will... be thrilled if they didn't play in this game. For <laughs> multiple to... reasons. But and Tyler is also a good player there. So that he's one a big... a,
0: yeah, one of the better tight ends in the league right now.
1: So they have some serious injuries, you know. Again, did not practice. Don't know if it's more you know, hey, he's sore or, you know, uh-huh. he does ha- have a slight injury, but instead of having him get re-injured, we're going to try to get him fully healthy. Yeah. yeah. Same with uh, Christian McCaffrey had the other week where he had a thigh injury or something. We right. kept him out because we don't want him more injured.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cooper Cup has just been insanely productive so far this year. Uh, he's leading everything. Um, not just this dis-
1: year. It's been about kinda kinda three, disgusting. four years. <laughs> yeah. I, mean,
0: I thought for sure that he would have a, you know, come back to reality year this year. Still be very good, but not like a triple crown winner. Good. But he, he's right on, pa- on, you know, the path again for another triple crown season.
1: Yeah. I thought he would dip in production because I thought Alan Robinson would take some heat off, but that is not panning out. <laughs> Alan
0: Robinson has been a zero for them so
1: yeah. far this year. Alan yeah.
0: Robinson could end up on the trade block
1: for them. Yeah, he already was dropped from my fantasy team because I thought, hey... Well, that's, you know?
0: there you go. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's that's the final nail in the coffin. Exactly. For Allen Robinson. <laughs> uh, the Panthers are 10.5 point underdogs in this game. I believe it started out at 9.5 points, so... Uh, the baker, the baker news probably didn't change it that much. It doesn't look like
1: well, uh, the Matt, Matt Rule news, yeah, probably did change it a little bit because you know that's a whole regime change. I was wondering if
0: it might actually make the Panthers like, have, like give them a point, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with Matt Rule leaving. Uh, the over under is forty and a half points. That's so um, low. It's low, but you know, honestly. The, neither, neither of these do, team is very, yeah, neither of these offenses are very good.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I was shocked when I started looking into their The Panthers team. have
0: scored more points this year than
1: the Rams. Does that include the two defensive touchdowns?
0: They've scored more points this year <laughs> than the Rams. And I don't know how many defensive touchdowns the Rams have either. They they could have some, but that, the Panthers scored 93 points. The Rams have scored 80. Uh, the Panthers have given up 122 points. The Rams have given up 116. These these are fairly similar teams in terms of what they've done so far this year. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, the Rams have won one additional game than the Panthers. But honestly, Jerry, like this isn't as, as bad a matchup as I thought it would be coming into the season.
1: I 100% agree with you on that because the simplest fact is when I saw this game on the schedule... I was thinking this was going to be no chance, but injuries—the way, just the Rams—they're having a Super Bowl hangover almost. So you never know. Seems like it. it which normally happens to the losing team
0: of the Super Bowl. They won yeah. the Super Bowl, but they're—they're they're still having that season. Um, I don't know. But let's talk about some key things that the Panthers need to do to win. Sure. Keys. Let's... Keys to the game. By the way, another four oh five game. For the Panthers it's their third one in a row. I'm, t- I'm really tired of them. I don't like 405 games. Either I don't give Either give me a 1 o'clock game or give me a night game. I don't want the middle of the day. I don't I don't want the 405. It, re- it screws up my whole day. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not a, a fan of a West Coast team living on the East Coast. Can't oh, stay.
1: I was going to say, if you're on the West Coast, though, I mean, it's still, what, two. If I was on the
0: West Coast, football would be amazing.
1: It you wake be. up in the morning, there's 10 football
0: art, you know, right there. You're done by, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon unless you watch the night game. And Which then starts you at five
1: thirty PM. You get done around like eight, nine o'clock or nine o'clock at night. You can actually watch the whole game without yeah. like hating life the next morning like I do sometimes.
0: You what you US Coasters, you haven't made when it comes <laughs> to football.
1: Oh, yeah, key matchup. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Limit the Rams passing attack. Currently ranked 18th in passing yards per game, but they're last in rushing offense. Mm -hmm. So we got, if J.C. Horn plays, I mean, we can lock it. I stick him on Cooper Cup. I don't know but how they want to do that. But a big key thing is getting pressure on Matt Stafford. He's not that good under pressure. He's a statue back there. Not to be mean, but he's a statue.
0: Yeah, he's definitely not a very mobile quarterback. Although he, you know, he can avoid pressure. He's got a good sense in the pocket. Um but yeah, he, you know, under pressure his his stats are just not nearly as good as if he has time. And by the way, that offensive line is not as good as it was during that Super Bowl run. No. One of the reasons is because of Austin Corbett, who no longer is there and instead is here and has been playing great for us yeah. so far this year. So, um, By the way, I saw this completely random fact. I saw that there are eight uh, players and coaches in this game who went to Washington University. Just, just a random fact. Um, <laughs> one of the things that Steve Wilkes mentioned was... Uh, that he wanted to basically eliminate the run game and make teams one-dimensional. That's his strategy. Based on what we're seeing here, it might be more beneficial to try and eliminate the passing game. Correct. And force them to run the ball.
1: That's the way I see it. Now They only are averaging around, I think it was like 63 yards per game rushing the ball. Now, obviously, that can always change in one game, but I personally would try to get to Matt Stafford, lock up Cooper Cup, to not have those, you know, nonstop, you know, five-yard drop-off pass that goes for 30, 40 yards. Mm-hmm. That would be my game plan. But yeah, they
0: they've got kind of a running back by committee with Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Um, I know Cam Akers. Had the big injury last year. He's kind of coming off of that. Hasn't quite gotten up to full speed yet. He's only averaging like three yards a carry. Um, and Henderson's only averaging about four yards a carry. Not much better. But it seemed like last week I saw Cam Akers had gotten the majority of the carries. And, and had a decent game. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is a passing team. Team, This yeah. is a team that wants to throw the ball. Uh, which should, if J.C. Horn is healthy, kind of play into our hands. Because we're a very good pass defense team, at least in that case. I wonder if J.C. Horn would follow Cooper Cup around like if he played in the slot. Would J.C. Horn line up in the slot?
1: Uh, I, 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 my, my guess is it depends if it was a pass or a zone or what type of scheme they are running at that plate. Just because... It's be it,
0: so interesting to watch Steve Wilkes' defense and what, what they do differently than Phil Snow.
1: I mean, again, I... Wilkes love to blitz. So you get them in, you know, man to man, press coverage. You you punch them in the mouth at the line, legally, not, you know. And then you try make sure Frankie Louvoo or someone gets to him to at least throw a wild pass that, you know, these court. You're going to, you may give up a big pass play here and there, but I think that's more beneficial anyways overall is just knocking them back. And not only that. Once you can rattle a quarterback, most quarterbacks can get rattled. You, mm-hmm. you know, can mess yes, up their game.
0: Sure. I mean, this, you know, I think the the Panthers are going to take some shots in this game defensively, like you mentioned, by really blitzing. I think Steve Wolves wants to make a mark. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. He, want, he wants to show something, he wants to do something different. He wants to win. So. As you said, he's a blitz uh, you know, a blitz guy, he's an aggressive guy. Uh this is gonna be an aggressive defense.
1: And what better way to make a stamp than coming out and beating the defending Super Bowl champs who are limping, we're in, not sitting. in their house. In their house. Like let's not say that they're great right now, but they're gettable.
0: Hey, I mean they they are gettable. This is a good time to face them. Yeah. They have not played well this season, so uh what's our second key here?
1: establish the run and stick to it as much as possible. That's I had to put as much as possible. You're <laughs> down super big. Yeah, you got to sure. throw the ball. Sure. But if you're down a touchdown, down 10 points, 14 points, and they're in the third quarter, there's no reason to get away from it. Like Even, we've seen
0: all season long.
1: Yes. Now, keep the defense rested because they're going to need to make plays. Give P.J. Walker breathing room. If you run the ball, even if you're not running the ball, that well, if you commit to the run, they're still going to have to guard it. And it gives mm-hmm. PJ Walker a little bit more time. So that that's that's why I say establish the run and stick to it. Yeah, I mean our I was... best
0: player is a running back. Give him the ball. <laughs> Let him run the ball. You know, if you establish the run, it it opens up the passing game with play action. You know, uh, you could do some reverses. I mean, there's there's so many different things that you could do. And P.J. Walker, by the way, is a mobile quarterback. He can, you can call some run plays for him. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, I would not suggest running him up the middle. No. You know, he's not Cam, but he, does, he is mobile. He showed it in the XFL. He showed it, you know, when he's started games for us before, that he can get out of the pocket and make some people miss. So I wouldn't mind seeing a couple of design quarterback runs. Or play-action rollouts. Mm-hmm, yeah. I love play-action rollouts. <laughs> they, they, they they work so many, so many times, and they give the quarterback a lot of options.
1: Especially a so. running quarterback, because if things are covered, you, he could still pick up three, four yards, usually. Yeah. Or throw it away.
0: Now, I'm not saying that he's Lamar Jackson. And oh. I don't think you are either. But, you know, he is way more mobile than Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Way more.
1: Yeah. Now, speaking of PJ. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of PJ Walker, our other key is PJ Walker has to stay clean to have a chance to make things happen for him Mm -hmm. for this offense. In his previous starts, past couple years, he struggles under pressure. Uh, I pulled up his PFF grades. I think from his start, the year he had most starts, I, I don't remember, but. Under pressure, he has a 37 PFF grade under pressure. But kept clean, he has a 67, which that's what you're hoping from him. A solid we, game.
0: It, yeah. If we had a 67 from him, I think we have a real chance to win this game.
1: Exactly. You know? That's just playing smart, efficient football.
0: Yeah. And again, with P.J. Walker having you know, the uh, ability to avoid the pressure and and run the ball a bit. It will keep the defense a little more on its toes. Mm-hmm. It does open up, you know, more passing lanes. It just opens up some stuff. Um you know, PJ Walker is an aggressive quarterback. He likes to go downfield, he likes to throw into pressure. Uh he thinks he can make all the throws. He can make all the throws, but he he thinks that he can make all the throws regardless of the defense. <laughs> so that's going to be another key, really, that kind of goes along with this: is you give him the time. Hopefully, he makes the right decisions. Hopefully, he has the time to choose the right player to throw to. Uh, I would also love to see CMC get involved in the passing game uh, again more this game. They did last game, but again, it seemed like it was mostly in the second half. That's you know when they yeah. were kind of trying to catch up. Um, I'd like to see that a little earlier because throwing to CMC, whether it's a screen pass or you know, throwing out to him in the backfield or, uh, you know, just a simple slot, swing. you know, swing yeah. pass, uh, simple, uh, what is the pass where, you know, the, they go up and they just cut right across? Texas? Slant. Simple oh. slant. Oh. Uh, that's basically a run play, right? I mean, it's a, almost a guaranteed completion most of the time. Uh, you know, run some of those. Get PJ comfortable. Get P.J. comfortable by running the ball. Get P.J. comfortable by giving him high percentage passes.
1: Avoid Jalen
0: Ramsey, too. Yes. Early in the game, <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying. Like, get him comfortable. Um, you know, P.J. is, again, he's he's got a lot of interceptions and not a lot of touchdowns in his time with the Panthers. Um, you're going to have to make things easy for him. Steve Wilkes has mentioned simplifying the playbook. That's one of their goals moving forward is to simplify the playbook. Uh, and just use the plays that work.
1: Yeah, sounds sounds like a plan. Simple enough. <laughs> I, I will be very interested in watching Austin Corbett if he's going up against Aaron Donald, two guys who probably are pretty familiar with each other. Obviously, Austin Corbett, I'm sorry. I think you're having a great year. You're not in the scale of where Aaron Donald is, but maybe he could give some hints on how how he rushes and uh-huh. what to try to avoid him as much as you can Avoid the best player in the game at his yeah, position. I mean,
0: I'm sure, and you know, with Aaron Donald typically coming from the left side, you know, going against Moten, um, or I guess he'll be going against Aquanu. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, but yeah, Austin Corbett certainly knows Donald very well, or Donald very well. Uh, uh, I, ha- is, I like,
1: have a Donald as a left in that would face. Moten and Corbett.
0: Okay, well, that's even better, honestly. Yeah. No. Although Moten has not played great this year, yeah. Um, no. But with Corbett, Corbett has played very well this year, and the two of them, I think. I mean, I think you have to double team Donald pretty much every time. Oh I
1: mean, yeah, yeah. Cool.
0: If not, team. <laughs> you know, bring bring the tight end over. You know, uh, do something, but.
1: Does anybody know anybody from like the San Diego Zoo that we can prank him pre-game? <laughs> obviously joking.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just give so, him a camera and put him in front of Devonte Adams.
1: <laughs> are you kidding me? Devonte Adams would die.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, win-win in my opinion. I'm just kidding on Devonte Adams. You know, obviously he's having a bad day. All right. Uh, any other thoughts there on our keys before we get into our predictions?
1: No, I mean, this is a winnable game, guys. At, at slit, new head coach, like firing our head coach, having our third string quarterback out there. This is a winnable game. How it crazy is, is that?
0: Yep, it is a winnable game. Uh, all right, beer, bet of the week. I've got nothing. You going to say the words? No, I Beer, gonna... bet of the week. Beer, bet of the week. We're talking P.J. Walker in this game. Uh, Will P.J. Walker have over under two and a half interceptions in this game? I'm going to let you you choose.
1: Oh, that's that's a tough one.
0: I thought the number was pretty well, pretty good.
1: Yeah, it is because, I mean, again, he's facing one of the best corners in the league in Jalen Uh Ramsey, but their other corners and safeties aren't playing that great. I'm going go to go under. Choose.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Then I guess I'm going over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the one who did it. Yep. I guess I'm going over. Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, I hope that's not the case, but it is PJ Walker. Um, he's not very good, so we'll see.
1: Yeah. I mean, All right. uh, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah, a third string quarterback, so.
0: That he is. All right, let's get to our bold predictions. Jerry, take it
1: away. My bold prediction is that Christian McCaffrey has hundred, over 100 rushing yards and over 75 receiving yards today. Not today, you, Sunday.
0: You know, in years past, I would make fun of you for that prediction because <laughs> he did that almost every week.
1: Well, he hasn't done it yet.
0: Yeah, now that's a... Uh, Yeah, that's a bold prediction. I'll take that. Uh, My bold prediction is PJ Walker will throw zero interceptions in this game. (laughs) There you go. Covered on either end. (laughs) All right. Game predictions here, Jerry. Uh, I will go first. You know, I am optimistic about this game. I think it's going to be a close game. If I had to bet on it or if I were to bet on it, I think I would... Probably take the Panthers in the points, right? Mm -hmm. Ten and a half points is a lot of points. And the the Rams have not been playing very well. So I do think this game is within a touchdown. I think the Panthers will probably lose. Uh, So I will go Rams 24, Panthers 20.
1: (sighs) I actually haven't really come up with a score yet. But I'm going to go different. I think we rally around Steve Wilkes. I think we punch the Rams in the mouth. Not Aaron Donald because you don't want to die. And I, th- I think we, we squeak out one. I think the offense starts to roll a little bit. We get 27 points Ooh. to 20. We pull off a big upset.
0: I'd love it. Uh, P.J. Walker would go to 3-0, and and at that point, I think you have to ask yourself, is he the franchise quarterback moving forward? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no 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 no. just
0: kidding just kidding pj walker fi- figures heavily into my prediction of this game and, uh, and i and i do think that the panthers will play well like i said i mean you know a four point loss to the super bowl champs when you're a 10 and a half point underdog is in my opinion playing pretty well so we'll see i hope i'm wrong yeah i really do all right uh any other thoughts on this game before we take a quick look at the other nfc south games
1: I know the Rams view this as a get-right game, but this is a winnable game for the Panthers. A, hey, let's win one for Wilkes type of win. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Let's see.
0: I would love to see it. Um, All right. So the other uh, games this week in the NFC South, the 49ers are heading to Atlanta playing the Falcons. I fully expect the 49ers to win that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals going to New Orleans. I think that'll be a fun game to watch. I do uh, too. I would probably take the Bengals, but again, New Orleans is kinda up and down. You never know. And them.
1: Bengals have not been what they were towards the end of last season either. So No, they haven't. Yeah. yeah.
0: Another team that's kind of starting slow.
1: Yeah. Uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers visit the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's that's game gonna game be a nice bucks
0: That's gonna be a butt whooping.
1: <laughs> that defense I mean, that defense is yeah. legit going against kenny small hands pickett
0: yeah kenny Pickett's picked uh or they picked a rough strip yeah, for kenny the, pickett to start
1: that was a very odd decision usually you do not put them against that type of defense yeah. right away like that yeah
0: that's uh take uh take the tampa points whatever it is i don't even know what it is it's probably double digits but That's going to be a rough one. Um, All right. Well, I think that's going to do it, Jerry. Yep.
1: We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. We are so close to a 1,000 subscribers. And once we do, we're probably going to do some sort of... Small giveaway. We don't really have much, but you know, some swag giveaway <laughs> or something. So please yes. subscribe. Get us to a thousand. I think we're like eleven away, something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Jerry has generously decided to give one hundred dollars to all subscribers. I don't Each have that type of money. Of the, that's one hundred thousand dollars. Jerry will be giving away.
1: I I can't it's, even afford it's... the monopoly money of that. Like <laughs> I feel like that would still cost a lot of money to get that much money in monopoly money.
0: True, true. All right, fine. (laughs) How about some sticker, stickers, and keychains for
1: sticker and keychains? I think I (laughs) may have some koozies left.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, until uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, I guess. Uh, Everybody, stay safe out there and keep pounding.